Hello and welcome. I'm Sue Palmacon, aka The Divorce Doctor, and I welcome you to Heart to Heart with The Divorce Doctor and Friends. Whether you or a loved one are considering divorce, in the midst of it, or coming out of it, this show is what you need to listen to. Divorce seems to affect everyone in some way. It can be an overwhelming life event, not only for the person going through it, but for friends and family of those divorcing too. And today I want to talk about Gottman's Four Horsemen of Conflict and their antidotes. The Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse, I always trip over that word, is a metaphor depicting the end of times in the New Testament. They describe conquest, war, hunger and death respectively. We use this metaphor to describe communication styles that according to our research can pre predict the end of a relationship. The first horseman is criticism. Criticising your partner is different than offering a critique or voicing a complaint. The latter two are about specific issues, whereas the former is a personal attack. It's an attack on your partner at the core of their character. In effect, you are dismantling their whole being when you criticise. The important thing is to learn the difference between expressing a complaint and criticising. A complaint is, I was scared when you were running late and didn't call me. I thought we'd agreed that you would, we would do that for each other. Same situation, criticism. You never think about how your behaviour is affecting other people. I don't believe that you're forgetful, you're just selfish. You never think of others, you never think of me. See the difference? If you find that you and your partner are critical of each other, don't assume your relationship is doomed to fail. The problem with criticism is that when it becomes pervasive, it paves the way for other far deadlier horsemen to follow. It makes the victim feel assaulted, rejected and hurt, and often causes the perpetrator and the victim to fall into an escalating pattern where the first horseman reappears with greater and greater frequency and intensity, which will eventually lead to contempt. Contempt is the second horseman. When we communicate in this, in this state, we are truly mean. We treat each other with, with disrespect, mock them with sarcasm, ridicule, call them names, mimic or use body language such as eye rolling or scoffing. The target of contempt is made to feel despised and worthless. Contempt goes far beyond criticism. While criticism attacks your partner's character, Contempt assumes a position of moral superiority over them. You're tired? Cry me a river. I've been with the kids all day running around like mad to keep this house going and all you do when you come home from work is flop down on that sofa like a child and play with those idiotic video games. I don't have time to deal with another kid. Could you be any more pathetic? Research even shows that couples that are contemptuous of each other are more likely to suffer from infectious illnesses, colds, flu, etc., than others due to weakened immune system. Contempt is fueled by long-simmering negative thoughts about the partner, which come to a head when the perpetrator attacks the accused from a position of relative superiority. Most importantly, contempt is the single greatest predictor of divorce. It must be eliminated. 
The third horseman is defensiveness, and it's typically a response to criticism. We've all been defensive, and this horseman is nearly omnipresent when relationships are on the rocks. When we feel unjustly accused, we fish for excuses and play the innocent victim so that our partner will back off. Unfortunately, this strategy is almost never successful. Our excuses just tell a partner that we don't take their concerns seriously and that we won't take responsibility for our mistakes. Question. Did you call Betty and Ralph to let them know we're not coming tonight as you promised this morning? Defence response. I was just too darn busy today. As a matter of fact, you know just how busy my schedule was. Why didn't you just do it? This partner not only responds defensively, but they reverse the blame in an attempt to make it the other person's fault. Instead, a non-defensive response can express acceptance of responsibility, admission of fault, and understanding of your partner's perspective. Oops, I forgot. I should have asked you this morning to do it because I knew my day would be packed. That's my fault. Let me call them right, right now. Although it's perfectly understandable to defend yourself if you're stressed out and feeling attacked, this approach will not have the desired effect. Defensiveness will, will only escalate the conflict if the critical spouse does not back down or apologise. This is because defensiveness is really a way to, of blaming a partner and it won't allow for healthy conflict management. The fourth horseman is stonewalling, which is usually a response to contempt. Stonewalling occurs when the listener withdraws from the interaction, shuts down and simply stops responding to their partners. Rather than confronting the issue with their partner, People who stonewall can make evasive manoeuvres such as tuning out, turning away, acting busy or engaging in obsessive or distracting behaviours. It takes time for the negativity created by the first three horsemen to become overwhelming enough that stonewalling becomes an understandable out. But when it does, it frequently becomes a bad habit. And unfortunately, stonewalling isn't easy to stop. It is a result of feeling physiologically flooded and when we stonewall we may not even be in a physiological state where we can discuss things rationally. If you feel like you're stonewalling during a conflict stop the discussion and ask your partner to take a, a break. All right I'm feeling too angry to keep talking about this can we please take a break and come back to it in a bit I'll be easier to work through after this I've calmed down. Then you take 20 minutes to do something alone that soothes you, like reading a book or a magazine, take a walk, go for a run, and really just do anything that helps stop that flooded, flooded feeling. And then return to the conversation once you're ready. All relationships, even the most successful ones, have conflict. It's unavoidable. Fortunately, Gottman's research shows that it's not the appearance of conflict but rather how it's managed that predicts the success or failure of a relationship. We say manage conflict rather than resolve because relationships conflict is natural and has functional positive aspects that provide opportunities for growth and understanding. And there are problems that you won't, just won't solve due to natural personality differences between you and your partner but if you can learn to manage those problems in a healthy way then your relationship will succeed.
The first step in effectively managing conflict is to identify and counteract the four horsemen. When they arrive in your conflict discussions, if you don't, you risk serious problems in the future of your relationship. But, like Newton's third law, for every horseman there is an antidote, and you can learn how and when to use them. The antidote to criticism is gentle startup. The complaint focuses on specific behaviour, but criticism attacks a person's very character. The antidote for criticism is to complain without blame by using a soft or gentle startup. Avoid saying you, which can indicate blame, and instead talk about your feelings using I statements and express what you need in a positive way. To put it simply, think of these two things to formulate your soft startup. What do I feel? What do I need? Criticism would be, you always talk about yourself. Why are you always so selfish? And the antidote to that would be, I'm feeling left out of our talk tonight. I need to vent. Can we please talk about my day? Notice that the antidote starts with, I feel, and leads into, I need. And then respectively, respectfully asks to fulfil that need. There's no blame or criticism criticism which prevents the discussion from escalating into an argument. The second horseman was contempt and the antidote to contempt is to build a culture of appreciation and respect. Contempt shows up in statements that come from a position of moral superiority. Some examples of contempt include sarcasm, cynicism, name-calling, eye-rolling, sneering, mockery and hostile humour. Contempt is destructive and defeating. It's the greatest predictor of divorce and it must be avoided at all costs. The antidote to contempt is to build a culture of appreciation and respect in your relationship. And there's often a few ways to do that. If you regularly express appreciation, gratitude, affection and respect for your partner, you'll create a positive perspective in your relationship that acts as a buffer for negative feelings. The more positive you feel, the less likely you are to feel or express contempt. Another way to explain this is by using Gottman's five to one magic ratio of positive to negative interactions that a relationship must have to succeed. If you have five or more positive interactions for every one negative interaction, then you're making regular deposits into your emotional bank account, which keeps your relationship in the green. Contempt. You've got to load the dishwasher again. You're so incredibly lazy and rolling her eyes. Antidote. I understand you've been busy lately, but please, could you remember to load the dishwasher when I work late? I'd really appreciate it. The antidote here works so well because it expresses understanding right off the bat. This partner shows how they know the lack of cleanliness isn't out of laziness or malice. And so they don't make a contemptuous statement about their partner or take any moral superiority position. Instead, this antidote is respectful request and it ends with a statement of appreciation. The third horseman was defensiveness and the antidote to that is to take responsibility. Defensiveness is self-protection in the form of righteous indignation or innocent victimhood in an attempt to ward off perceived attack. 
Many people become defensive when they are criticised. But the problem is that being defensive never helps to solve the problem at hand. Defensiveness is really a way of blaming your partner. You're saying that the, the problem isn't me, it's you. As a result, the problem is not resolved and the conflict escalates further. The antidote to accept is to accept responsibility, even if only for part of the conflict. Being defensive, you would say, it's not my fault that we're going to be late. It's your fault since you always get dressed at the last second. The antidote to that. I don't like being late, but you're right. We don't always have to leave so early. I can be a little more flexible. By taking responsibility for part of the conflict, e.g. trying to leave too early, even while asserting that they don't like to be late, this partner prevents the conflict from escalating by admitting their role in the conflict. From here, this couple can work towards a compromise. The final um, horseman is stonewalling, and the antidote to that is physiological self-soothing. Stonewalling is when someone completely withdraws from a conflict discussion and no longer responds to the partner. It usually happens when you're feeling flooded or emotionally overwhelmed, so your reaction is to shut down, stop talking and disengage. And when couples stonewall, they're under a lot of emotional pressure, which increases heart rates, releases stress hormones into the bloodstream and can even trigger a fight or flight response. In one of Gottman's longitudinal research studies, they interrupted couples after 15 minutes of an argument and told them they needed to adjust the equipment. They asked them not to talk about their issue, but just to read magazines for half an hour. When they started talking again, their heart rates were significantly lower and their interaction was more positive and productive. What happened during that half hour? Each partner, without even knowing it, physiologically soothed themselves by reading and avoiding discussion. They calmed down and once they felt calm, they were able to return to the discussion in a respectful and rational way. Therefore, the antidote to stonewalling is to practice physiological self-soothing and the first step of self-soothing is to stop the conflict discussion and call time out. So a stonewalling would be, look, we've been through this over and over again. I'm tired of reminding you. Whereas a better response would be, honey, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I'm feeling really overwhelmed and I need to take a break. Can you give me 20 minutes and then we can talk? If you don't take a break, you'll find yourself either stonewalling and bottling up your emotions, or you'll end up exploding at your partner or both and neither will get you anywhere good. So when you take a break, it should last at least 20 minutes because it will take that long before your body physiologically calms down. It's crucial that during this time you avoid thoughts of righteous indignation. I don't have to take this anymore. And innocent victimhood. Why is he always picking on me? Spend your time doing something soothing and distracting like listening to music, reading or exercising. It doesn't really matter what you do as long as it helps calm you down. You've got the skills, use them. Now that you know what the four horsemen are and how to counteract them with their proven antidotes, you've got the essential tools to manage conflict in a healthy way. As soon as you see criticism or contempt galloping in, remember the antidotes. Be vigilant. The more you can help keep the four horsemen at bay, 
the more likely you are to have a stable and happy relationship. So I hope you've found something of interest there. As well as being a certified divorce coach, I was divorced myself age 50, so I've been in the same situation as you. Let me walk down the path with you as your thinking partner. Thank you for listening today. It's my prayer that this show helps you or someone in your life facing divorce. Reach out to us at www.divorce-doctor.com or find me on Facebook or LinkedIn, Dr. Sue Palmer Com. Thank you for listening.